Hi, I'm Nancy. Hi, I'm Emma, and welcome to our weekly Chronicle podcast. So throughout the years, we always study a law module. In first year, we studied law and public affairs. Second year was law and ethics for journalists. And this year, it's law and international media regulation. So throughout the three years of studying journalism, we've learned quite a lot. We've learned about the basics of the judicial system and how journalists actually carry out their role. Um, by doing this, we engage into their day-to-day lives. We also learn about the legal issues and the ethical issues and also the reporting restrictions by attending court cases and see what actually happens in court. So government and politics are topics that we have to do, which makes us quite lucky as trainee journalists. We're clued up on laws surrounding reporting as a journalist, but most importantly, we learn about borough councils, county councils, some magistrate and crown courts and so on. Today's Chronicles was more like an interactive Q&A style with our course leader, Hilary Scott. We were joined by James Avril and Sarah Ward, who are local democracy reporters that are paid by the BBC, but work for different news outlets in Northampton, including The Telegraph and the Northampton Chronicles. Sarah and James told us how they became local democracy reporters. I, um, about 15 years ago, I was working as a reporter, did that for seven years in Corby, um, and then, yeah, for a number of reasons, I think basically pay, that we were paid very badly. And so I went and set up my own PR agency and did that for 10 years. Um, that was interesting in terms of business, but in terms of work satisfaction, there was, for me, being a journalist, there's not much in PR. So my friend at the paper, Kate Cronin, who's a reporter, just said to me, this job's coming up. Do you fancy it? And I thought, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of thing I like to do. So I um, applied. don't know if anybody else applied. I don't think anyone actually did apply. They'd been looking for a while because... I, the money isn't great, and um, yeah, got the job. That's how I got into it. And then, now I, I've known James a little bit longer, and some of you might know James through the through the cobblers, yeah. because you were... Is it your dad who's part of the Supporters Trust? Well, program? yeah, I was on it as well, the Supporters Trust. So when um, all the troubles with the cobblers happened a few years ago, 2015, um, my, my face was everywhere as, like, the spokesperson of, of the Trust, so I was on... Sky News, all the local papers, etc. So you, you... I was working as a reporter in in Milton Keynes at the same time. So it was quite a weird time where I was a reporter for like half my day and then a, a spokesman for for the other half. So and I met you when you were on the Herald and Post in the days when they were the Herald and Post still existed in Northampton and and everywhere in the country. So you did you freelance quite a lot, didn't you, and went round? Yeah. So I started off. Um, as a news reporter at MK News in Milton Keynes and then on Saturdays I would do um, reports on the cobblers for, uh, for Steve at Herald and Post. Did a little bit of freelance work so went to Luton on Sunday but did that from Bedford uh, which was difficult, they didn't have an office in Luton. Uh, I did that freelance for a little while and they closed that paper and then I moved to Johnston Press which is now JPI for Milton Keynes citizen and when I was there I was the full-time reporter for Milton Keynes Bedford and Hemel Hempstead. And did you do, did either of you do journalism in inverted commas at university? Yeah yeah, I did an English degree and then I went to Leicester de Montfort and did their postgraduate course. And? I did journalism at uni yeah at the University of Kent. And um, were you on a kind of multimedia course at that stage was the I mean, I'm not I'm not questioning how old either of you no, are but no. mine wasn't it was um no 2002 so pre Facebook and all of that stuff so it was just print journalism so shorthand shorthand law yes. law yeah local government 
the, the, the kind of the, the solid basics yeah. of reporting. And you did a bit of radio. Yeah, so I, I did, uh, I started in 2009 uh, down at Kent and we did, Baby. yeah, <laughs> well I don't look it, um, but uh, yeah, we did radio, we did TV, did uh, online and print within the one course, as well as getting your short, your NCTJ, so we've got a bit shorthand and the politics and, and laws. See, before I started university, I didn't really know much about, you know, different types of councils and um courts like I knew it I knew a little bit but I didn't know as much as I know now yeah definitely and I think like we learned a lot about like we learned like what different courts are but we also learned like the process of what happens in each court like I had no clue about like what type of cases get tried at magistrates what type of cases get tried at crown court like things like that and especially like what happens in councils and we didn't know like what I didn't know like if you was if you were to ask me like who handles bin collections or who handles like potholes, like, I didn't know that before uni. And that's why like I kinda appreciate about coming to university and studying journalism because you get to learn about these stuff. Um, and it just gives you more knowledge about, you know, about life and what's going on in the world and stuff like that. Yeah, like it doesn't it just doesn't help you as a journalist, but it helps you as like just like a normal citizen. Not well not a normal citizen, but just as a citizen. And also I think we're quite lucky in a sense that we don't just do print journalism. Like, we get to do more than print, like TV and radio. Yeah, and um, just getting the chance to, like, know what what goes on, like, in the journalist's day-to-day lives. Because we do have news days as well where we get to partici- participate in um, a full day of, you know, doing what actual journalists do. So, yeah, I kind of appreciate coming to uni and actually learning about these kind of stuff. Especially at, I can't talk about every other uni, but University of Northampton's Multimedia Journalism course has been very helpful um, as it hasn't just helped us be the journalists we are today, but it's helped us know more about what's going on in the world because you don't really get to, well, for me anyway, when I didn't study, when I didn't come to university, I didn't really read read the news as much or like yeah. listen to the news, but because I'm now studying it, I kind of like, I'm up to date with what's happening now. Yeah, it's natural. It's natural. Yeah. It's natural to like know what's like click on your phone, go on the news, see what's happening in the world. Like, so it's been very helpful. And do you find that um, now that you're, because you're, you're basically part of your contract is, is that you're only allowed to report um, local democracy or democracy, I say more loosely. So what can that involve? It's not just council meetings, is it? No, no, so we cover the health boards as well, so I'll go to the hospital, their, their meetings, police will cover that. So it, it gets, So I try and have a really broad remit, so I'll push the edges of that, because if you get a story, a story's a story, if it's a good story, you just follow it through. But yeah, it really, local democracy affects the whole of life. And, and court, for, you know, I, I covered the cobblers, um, yeah. uh, Northampton Borough Council versus the former cobblers owner as a, a civil court in Birmingham this week, not... Not, you know, very, not not reporting. Very quick, wasn't it? I hear. Uh, well, apart ooh. from actually, I was I was retweeting your your uh, your threads. threads. Yeah. And um, I think quick, as in they didn't turn up, did they? They weren't there, no. Um, but uh, we didn't expect them to be. No. And um, I think there was a definitely a kind of a lot of sort of uh, air punching going on about the, them at least getting something back off that deal. Though there's still a criminal case going on isn't there so yeah as you lot know you can't you know until the criminal case is done you can't kind of comment on it in depth what hillary just stated that 
um, like we should know, for example, like not to comment on criminal cases in depth, is just an example of how it's this, like studying this has helped us stay out of trouble as a journalist. And you also get taught about um, having to like follow the rules, whether it comes to like um, radio, TV, print, um, you've got Ipso and you always have to follow the guidelines because you you kind of like get scared about the consequences that could happen if you do get caught or like if something does happen. Um, so it just makes you more aware of what you should actually do if you're a journalist. And I think that's where you get like an upper hand if you do study journalism because, you know, people find themselves in these troubles just because they simply don't know that there's like regulators like Ofcom and Ipso, etc. So Nancy, how do you feel about politics? See, I'm not actually a big fan, I would say, about politics. Like, I've never really been as much as I would like to. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm quite young at the moment. Um, so I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know, I'll end up maybe liking it later on in the in the years. But for now, I'll, I'll say no, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I think I'm not. It's not that I'm not interested in politics because it is quite in- interesting. It's just that's quite a dull repetitive topic yeah and this leads on to hillary's next question she asked erin james how do you make politics more appealing for people like us because it's true it's not a very appealing subject it's really funny because i i I had no interest in politics when i was at uni and we went to a, a council meeting and genuinely we spent the whole thing doodling at the back of the meeting so my art my art came on a treat but um uh that yeah it, it took a little while for for me to become interested in that but um you know when we did stop doodling and actually took some notes down i did get a good story out of it um uh, and it wasn't actually something that i went for can you remember what it was um i think it it's funny they had, they had a silly little row over a, ch- uh, a councillor pa- councillors passing sweets around while they were cutting like a care home uh, f- care home funding so all the protesters were getting really mad at this so it, it wasn't what I went for I think I went for something that actually in hindsight was probably much duller but, but it, I got the story from something else because I was there yeah. I'd say that's it, it's about people in the room I watch, what I like to do is watch the people, watch the reactions don't just sit there, you can find out a lot, I try and gauge what's going on but generally the stuff you go for doesn't happen and like James says something will be said someone will say something they shouldn't have said or you find out information that's not in that report you have to be in that room to, to pick it and you know how do you make young people people generally actually interested in what is going on when people don't vote in local elections people don't really understand what's going on i mean what you know how do you how do you get people to kind of engage with your stories You've got to you've got to humanise them a bit. You can't make it about the proceedings. Uh, you've got to make it about how it would affect the person on the street. If they're going to that meeting, uh, does it mean if they're cutting pothole funding, it means you're going to have to shell out to replace your tyres or things like that? You know, it's it, it's not a sexy subject like we say, but uh, you've got to humanise it in, in a way. You can't start off going a council meeting discuss this you know no everyone will switch off after three seconds basically because these are powerful people and they do need to be held to account if, if they're just getting on with their business with nobody sitting there watching and all sorts of stuff can happen so yeah they Has affect happened. every aspect of your life and make those decisions on your behalf and often it's not on your behalf and often it's um i mean it's spending a vast amount of your taxpayers money mm-hmm. um 
to, as we now know from County Council, you know, it's never, never, there's always a bit daunting when somebody slaps a massive great uh, council audit committee thing on your desk and you've got to go through it and look for where the money's gone. But that's, you know, that's where the, that's where the good stories are, yeah. yes. Yeah, so I often say what's the interesting bit is what's not in the report. So read the report and then the questions you have are often where the juicy detail is and then go to the media officer and ask those questions or ring people up. I mean, what I generally do most days we have reports, but I will ring at least three councillors or people a day and the things you find out are that you just ask what's going on and you'll, you'll generally find out. But um, you do need to have an interest in people and I think a main part of the job is having a sense of justice, but also being a bit of a pain in the bum. I think that's, we're professional pains in the arses, really. So Hilary asked them what it actually feels like to pick up a phone for the first time and try again get an interview with someone. Emma, how, do you, how did you feel? Do you know what? I didn't feel as scared and nervous as other people may have felt, just because um, my my part time job as a receptionist taught me how to like answer phones, call people. So I never found it awkward. However, um, the only p- bit I found difficult is am I bothering them? Do they want to speak to me? Mm-mm, they don't really want to speak to me. So that's where I struggled. See, my first time, oh my gosh, I was shaking. Like I was so nervous and I was so scared because I've never really like done that. I've never like picked up a phone and you know had to ask questions to someone like someone you didn't even know like although it makes it easier because you don't know them but um i just found it really like i don't know i was just shaking and like throughout the conversation i think they could tell that i was i was scared because my my voice was just shaking but um you kind of get used to it now it makes it easier now yeah and i think it's important to know that it does get easier and we all do feel nervous. That, that is hard, that's daunting and still today if I'm in a busy newsroom it can be if people are listening to you on the phone it can be intimidating because you, you feel the pressure but um, I often do it on my own go and, have, and then you can have a good conversation but yeah it is daunting to do that but what's the worst that can happen really? You just get the answers to the questions. Well, I mean, I remember being at uni and the lecturers there constantly drilling into us to use the phone, you know, because if you send someone an email, they can easily just yeah. fob that off. Um, you call them, uh, they've got a kind of deal with you. So um, I kind of got into that habit when I was at uni, so it was never really a problem for me. One of our, class- <coughs> One of our classmates asked... Um, our guest speakers how do we get through to people for example on news days we majority of the time we have to contact counsellors and it is quite hard to get through to them being student journalists so you just ask them um how do you actually get through to them how do you find nancy how do you find it like not even just counsellors like getting guests and getting interviews like how do you find the whole process of that I find the process, um, I wouldn't say it's quite long, but um, you do have to do a lot of research of like who you're actually going to interview. Um, and when you actually find the person, sometimes they do reject you only because you're a student. Um, they feel like because you're a student, there's no point in speaking to you because what are you really going to do? Do you know what I mean? So um, c- personally, I've been rejected a few times. No one wanted to speak to me, like especially when it came to news days. Um, I'll call up um, someone about a story that I, saw, that I saw in the Chronicles um and ask them if i can ask them a few questions and they were like no sorry i'm not available because you're, you're not a journalist um 
so yeah, I think comments like that, it kind of makes me feel a bit, um, I want to say upset, but makes me feel away because I'm studying to be a journalist. Um, and when people try to put you down like that, it kind of hurts your feelings, you know what I mean? How do you feel? Well, I feel the same. I've, well, I feel the same. Um, just because sometimes you genuinely, it's not, obviously you have to get the interviews for your projects, but sometimes you genuinely, genuinely want this project for like your show role, for example. So sometimes it is very disheartening. It's just like, just because it's not going on a platform like BBC doesn't mean I'm not important. It can be difficult because I, th I think we tend to forget that a lot of them have jobs. You know, they 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 work and then do this in their spare time. Um, some of them don't. Um, but generally, <laughs> pre-planning is 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 best for that. Um, and the good thing about council agendas and our job is that we can see what's coming up in the next week or so. We we pretty much know mm -hmm. uh, usually, you know, the ten or eight. Uh, eight to ten stories that we're going to be covering next week because it's all on the council agendas and then you obviously get the three or four bonus ones that you get from coming to the meetings so just kind of also getting to know the councillors know when you get responses out of them what times of day they call back etc what times they don't um, so it's just building a rapport you won't you won't get there straight away um, it'll take a few calls to get to understand that that councillor and how they work but they should answer your questions and they yeah. should pick up the phone that they've wanted to be elected, so I would keep ringing them. If there's someone you can't get hold of, I'll, I'd do pester, because that's their job. They're supposed to be accountable, so, yeah. But they, they okay. respond They respond much more to uh, calls than emails. It's, uh, emails, it takes them three working days, usually. Call, yeah, get, straight get away. back, usually pretty The pre-planning thing is a point. I mean, I know that you all kind of roll your eyes and go, oh, news day. <laughs> But and and everybody nags you endlessly about uh, um, preparing and not leaving it, not just rocking up on Newsday and going, oh, I read some, I read this in the Cron this morning. Um, is it if you are looking at the dates of when your Newsdays are and going, actually, there's a council meeting the night before, you then then you're sorted on Newsday because you've already kind of so gone and got it and sorted it out. So of course we had to end the talk on the popular subject about money and prints our favourite things, um, and the future of journalism, really. So I guess we've got to say goodbye to newspapers and potentially magazines later on in the future, because um, people are starting to get their information online. Especially, as we know, the Northampton Chronicle used to be a newspaper, but now they have gone to online um, news, but people... Their advertising on their website is much more intense than other websites. Um, like with their, ser their surveys. Like you can't read a full article without without having to skip. So um, yeah, and I guess it's a I guess it's a lot more easier to just read the news online, um, because not many people actually buy newspapers anymore. That's why they're soon going to get rid of them, and we're just always on our phones, really. So why not why not put something online because it's easily accessible and obviously that's now where the money is at but um thank you for listening to our podcast the big problem is that because we've now we now put all our news online for free people think that they're entitled to free news in a way which uh comes at a cost because journalism costs money and until we find a model mm. that monetizes web 
websites, it's it's going to be an increasing problem because we the vast majority of our income still comes from print product, even though you know the the, the sales. Yeah, I mean the sales are a single digit decline, so it's a, it's not as bad as uh, a lot of some of the other papers are actually doing quite well on that front. It's, it sounds odd to celebrate a single digit yeah, decline, but realistically, that's a good performance in the current climate. It's very difficult because um, you know you in every, when I started in newspapers twenty more than twenty five years ago, they had a lot of old people who'd been on the paper for a long time say, oh, it's not like it was in my day, and uh, the broadsheet, and uh, the pinkin, and, uh, and we were like, all right, granddad, come on, you know, news has changed. Yeah. But even since the kind of early 90s, you, you know, I do remember some, having a conversation with an editor in kind of mid-90s saying, oh, you know, the internet, what, what are we going to do about the internet? And them going, ah, nothing. <laughs> People always buy papers. And to a certain extent, I think people will always buy papers. I mean, we, we talk about it quite a lot in class, about people like The Guardian have started doing a weekly roundup paper for a fiver, which is selling. Whereas actually a lot of the online stuff that you get now has that targeted, oh, you liked a story about bins, so here's another story about bins. Or, or you've bought a tent, so here's an advert about a tent. You know, that, and you're not getting anything beyond that blinkered algorithm, if you like. And that's what I still love about papers. If you pick up a paper, you will read all of it, even the stuff that you didn't know that yeah. you were going to read, if you see what I mean. It's not that targeted. And that's yeah. the future for you, I think.